0: Let's talk about they might be giants and other stuff. Your daily Lex. <laughs> I don't always, I don't always listen to the theme song when I'm recording, but sometimes I do, and today I did. And uh, there's something hilarious to me just about those opening notes in the. The upbeat tempo, like, we are really getting into your daily laughs, like the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I don't know. There's something about it that makes me laugh, uh, even before we get to the incredible lyrics and performance of that song. Uh, So I saw They Might Be Giants two nights in a row. Um, This was a concert that was delayed two-something years, uh, and these were supposed to be Flood shows, and I assume when originally planned, they were going to play the album Flood, one of their most famous albums from 1990 in its entirety, Uh, and instead, these past two nights, they... Played a, all of the songs from Flood, but not in that album order, and interspersed it with many, many other songs as well. And uh, both shows were great. Um, actually, kind of a, a surprising amount of overlap in the set lists. I mean, obviously, you're going to have all the songs from Flood both nights, given that they were both Flood shows. But a lot of the extras, I think, were also repeated in a way that they might be giants often does not do. They like to make all their concert set lists pretty dis, uh, disparate or different. Um but I think since they had a horn section yesterday and the day before, they uh, they wanted to emphasize songs where they had cool horn arrangements. But anyway, it was really fun. Um, and both shows were great. Uh, and I was thinking about, one, my affection for that band. And I wish I could like I got into They Mighty Giants as a kid. My first They Might Be Giants album was given to me by my oldest sister, Abby, who gave me a cassette. Um, and this was in the era of 90-minute blank cassettes that you could... Uh, dub stuff onto, and she had dubbed one They Might Be Giants album on one side, which was They Might Be Giants, and Flood on the other side. And it was years later till I realized that those were two different albums. Um, but that was my first They Might Be Giants album. And I don't even feel bad about having the illegal dub of the tape, because or tapes, plural, because I later bought all of their albums in many formats. and have been a big supporter of the band. What's extra fun to me is uh, to say I had a friendship with uh, one of the two front men of the movie giants, John Flansburg would be vastly overstating. It, it might even be lying, but to say I have a, uh, a light acquaintanceship with him is hundred percent true. Um, uh, and how it happened was kind of amusing to me, but, um, years ago I had a podcast called unprofessional where, uh, Dave Wiskus and I would interview, uh, at first Apple industry luminaries um, about anything other than what they did as developers or reporters or whatever in the Apple world and then eventually I got into increasingly famous people and at one point I was successful in getting the musician Jonathan Colton on and Colton had a friendship with Flansburg uh, and that's that led to you know, I wonder if I w- it went from Colton to Hodgman to Flansbury. That's quite bad. John Hodgman, uh, whom I've talked about on this show and who I love and who also has a relationship with the of Giants, but that was kind of the path. But asked Flansburgh to come on the show, and he did, and then was just very cool to me forevermore. <laughs> uh, if I reached out because I was going to be in an area with a concert, he was always like, yeah, come see it and hang out. And so I've hung out with him in San Francisco and in New Jersey, et cetera. So that's been cool. Uh, John was in this you know, bad accident um, just after they restarted their tour somewhat recently where he was hit by a drunk driver in Manhattan. Uh, and I had reached out with a note saying, you know, I I, I knew there wasn't much I could do, but I was like, if you need podcast recommendations during your recovery, you let me know. Uh, um, but, uh, anyway, so saw them two nights in a row. But last night when I got to the venue, um, I saw Flansburg in the parking lot of the venue and the parking lots blocked off from, you know, the plebeians who are attending the concert, but it's where in this case, the band was parking uh, and they had, you know, giant vans that had moved all their equipment and stuff. But I guess the uh, John and John had each driven themselves. And so I see if in the parking lot and I debate whether I'm going to say hi to him or not. And I really wait. I'm not like intimidated to go say hi. I'm not nervous about that, but I also know like, Uh, while he would know who I was and he would have a lovely conversation, he's A, getting ready for a show and B, there's more and more fans arriving at the venue and I don't know how many of them are noticing him, but if one person uh, sees him, then everybody sees him and then it becomes a whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. So instead, I'll shoot him a note uh, from inside. So I sent him an email from inside saying, hey, I didn't want to bother you in the parking lot, but I wanted to say, you know, X about last night's concert and I even said, I hope you don't wear your jacket tonight uh, because the... Uh, the first night at Asbury Lanes in Asbury Park, New Jersey, it was unfathomably hot inside that venue. Uh, they might be giants for asking their fans to wear masks during this tour. I would say maybe 40 to 50% of fans are listening to that request. And I'm amongst to that 40 or 50%. And uh, so you're wearing a mask. It's one of those standing room only venues as are so popular and, uh, you know, when I first walked in, it was cool. The air conditioning was on, but as it fills up with bodies, boy, it got real hot. And it was a hot night, um, but hot enough that, like, the band is joking about it from the stage. Flansburg told a great joke. He's like, I heard a great Gilbert Gottfried joke the other day. Gilbert Gottfried is sitting down to lunch with Charles Manson. And Charles Manson said, am I crazy or is it hot in here? Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was the whole joke. Uh, but anyway, it was really hot. And so... Last night, the second show was supposed to be a little bit less hot. The venue promised to air condition it starting even earlier in the day. That's not really the problem. It's You have to make it colder when there's lots of people in there. Uh, but so I had emailed John before the show started, uh, after seeing him in the parking lot, I hope that tonight you don't wear the jacket that you were wearing yesterday. Because the first show, he wore a long sleeve button-down and a jacket over it, like a, a windbreaker, basically. And that would only make a hot night even hotter. Uh, and I am... Sad for him to report that he wore the same setup last night. But anyway, uh, I had on my list of topics fanboying. Uh, I have more thoughts on it too, but I thought like there's times where I think a celebrity, a famous person, a performer, whatever, can appreciate you coming up and having nice things to say. But I also think there's times to just leave people alone. And last night felt like the time to leave somebody alone, so I did. But you can feel free to fanboy me anytime. Lex. <laughs>